Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Are you the first female winemakers, black female winemakers in Maryland? Say it again. Okay, are you... Are you the first Black female winemakers in Maryland? Yes, darling. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's me and Leslie today. Hey, girl, how you doing? I am doing. That's all I can say. It's that I am doing. It is. I used to work with this guy. I swear I loved him to death. You know how you always have like the senior statesmen? Okay. In your office. And he would, and he had this really deep baritone voice. His name is John Petty. And he used to say, Miss Frilo, <laughs> some days the bear eats you. And <laughs> other days you eat the bear. I know. It's like that old folks saying, and I was like, yep, today I got eight. <laughs> oh my goodness well hopefully your day tomorrow will be a little better so. and you yes. will eat the bear exactly <laughs> exactly. exactly how was your day um you know I can't complain um I can't complain I, I start a new job in a few weeks so you <gasps> Congratulations. know thank you very much and don't you know how you start to not care you right. know when you're about to leave so that's where I'm at Okay. <laughs> that's where okay. I'm at like oh oh you asked him to stop when is it due oh I'm so oh, sorry I won't mm. be here yeah let me reassign it yeah right. so that's where I'm at <laughs> yes I've been happily yeah. doing that all day oh but before we introduce our special guest I want to shout out a black business oh please do please so do. I, have an, I have a new hairstylist um do you? <clears throat> I do I uh-huh. was going because you know we used to go to the same mm-hmm. salon mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm post-covid she was always booked right so um I was like girl I just we I can't wait around for that Mm -hmm. so I found a new stylist and they're younger which Mm -hmm. is good for me because the last time that I went to the salon and didn't go to my usual girl I came out with a mushroom oh we can't do that Mm -mm. we can't do that so Mm -mm. I found a new salon it's called hair and space it is in college park black mm-hmm. owned and they do new nails too so oh. I had a really good experience everybody okay. was young and lively and my hair looked good so it's in college park and it's called hair and space hair and space yeah okay okay and you don't choose your stylist you just and it's a blowout bar so you go there oh. specifically for blowouts mm-hmm that's what they specialize in. So, and you can't choose your stylist. I, I, so I guess they're all good. The girl that I got was really good. And um, yeah, so I had a good experience. So it's like Southwest. You get your ticket. Sure. And yes. First come, first serve, you pick a seat. There you go. Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah. th- that's comforting to know <clears throat> that um, everyone is good. Because where right. you, know, you know where I go. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I have been with my person for a while mm-hmm. and, and I know everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I have either a five or five thirty AM appointment. That's not crazy at all. And I am out by seven. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. We'll see we're early birds. So this, yeah. that's, that's, yeah, this is music to our ears. So then like I, my, my day is, you know, you got I'm, your whole I'm day out. and your hair is done. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. But I don't know who, like, I know certain people that I might want to go there, but I couldn't say that. Okay. If they said you go to whoever's next, I'd be like, "Mm, no, I'll wait. Yeah, you should. You should, because that's how I got set up. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on that note, (laughs) we have some very special guests and they are Black lady winemakers, and we're so happy to have y'all. Hey, how are you? Good. We have the ladies of Philosophy Winery. Yes. How y'all doing today? Doing very well. Doing great. Thank you. How are you? Oh, we're hanging in there, y'all. Hanging yeah, there. and we're so excited because you know this is a long time coming. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> so we are so excited to have you here. Yeah. 
We're excited to be here. Wonderful. So, so please introduce yourself. Please do. Well, I'm Kimberly Johnson, the co-founder of Philosophy Winery and Vineyard, and I'm the winemaker. And I'm Denise Matthews, also co-founder and sommelier. Nice. So give us the story. Um, tell us, like each of you, how you got into wine and how y'all met and how philosophy was born. Getting into wine. First, I started volunteering at different wineries just to get in free for that festival. And I was doing that with a couple of my girlfriends. And um, as time went on, they just reneged and really didn't want to do it anymore. But I stayed. And with that stay in power, I learned so much about uh, the wine industry from making wine to selling wine to tasting wine, um, all aspects of the, the wine industry. Okay. And mm -hmm. Denise, how did you, how did you get into? Okay. So I started drinking wine about mm -hmm. 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> In my mid-20s or near late, late 20s, I started drinking wine because I love cognac. And I was like, I need to find something else to drink that's a little less expensive that I enjoy. So I started drinking wine. But um, I got introduced to the industry when my friend Kimberly, you know, Kimberly and I worked together. So we were co-workers oh, um, about okay. years ago. And uh, Kimberly, just, you know, she was like, I want to start a winery. And I said, well, come on, let's do it. And so that's what we did. We literally had that five minute conversation and the next day we were downtown signing papers. Um, so yeah, so I'm very, very excited about it. I mean, you know, she's had a, a dream, a passion for it for a long time and I've enjoyed it for a long time. And so then we, start, we decided to start this business and then I decided to further my education a little bit more too. So wait, so let's back up. So Kimberly, you didn't just volunteer. You worked at one of Maryland's best wineries for a number of years. So at what point did you know you wanted to start a winery? I've always been in the wine industry, but it wasn't until working at Old Westminster Winery, and I've been there seven years. And with that seven years, I've learned from the beginning to the end, from, you know, bringing the grapes into the vineyard, from the vineyard, to uh, being in a tasting room and selling the wine. So with that, I decided, you know what, I can do this myself. So like Denise said, I called her one day, I was tired of my job, I was just dealing with a whole lot of stuff. Kind of had a day like Leslie just had. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, girl, I'll, let's just start a winery. And we were downtown getting our LLC the next day I was off. So uh, Old, Westmon Old Westminster Winery has uh, been definitely very important in our, um, in our venture. I think it's important that you share with people so they, they understand the time commitment and how, how, how long you've been at this. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to start making wine. Oh, and, and, you know, they think, they don't, you know, they don't know about the whole labeling process, working with um, the federal government, all that. Like, how long did it take from you to form your LLC to actually get something in bottle? So it took us, so we started in April of 2018. And that's when I called Denise. And then when we started, we were just running, literally running from that point on. But to be honest, this venture for me, just with, without Denise, just by myself, started seven years ago. Okay. Seven years ago. And just to imagine to, from, we choose Maryland grapes, and that's all we use. So from using a Maryland vineyard, to working with the farmer, to trying to get someone to assist in making the wine, a facility that we can borrow, uh, the equipment, to uh, labeling and working with the TTB, also working with the Maryland State Licensing um, Controller's Office. It's a lot. So it is a passion. I'm telling you, if you don't have the, the passion, the consistency, the the interest in hearing the word no a quadrillion times, which is not even a word, but you have to just 
keep at it, but it's not an overnight sensation. And one other thing I want to mention about an overnight sensation, it takes three to five years for a vine to actually give grapes that you can use. And it takes at least 18 months to make a red wine. So that's money that's sitting in a barrel that you can't, can't touch. Mm -hmm. So it is definitely a labor of love. While the bills are still coming in, okay, <laughs> and they're growing, just knocking and they're growing and they're knocking on you, and you're just like, give me a second, praying through it. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, so, so Denise, were you already a sommelier when um, Kimberly came to you and said, "I'm starting a winery. I want you to help me." No. Or join me. No. Oh, God. Kimberly, uh, well, we've been friends. Like I said, we've been friends for almost 15 years. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's also, you know, aware of my business <coughs> ventures and my business decisions. So she she knew that I would, you know, be a good person to do a business with. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't. It, it was only then when I decided to get into the industry that I decided I needed to, I wanted to learn more. Because mm -hmm. we pretty much have our, you know, Kimberly, she's been dreaming of this for, like she said, seven years of being a winemaker. And I'm a service person. So I'm a, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm an executive coach. I'm always in service. So I wanted to, I was drawn more to the psalm aspect because that's where the service comes in. Um, and that's why I decided to go ahead and further my education in that, in that direction. Denise actually um, studied and went to apply for the first level, level of psalm and was awarded her first level the first time. That does not happen often. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Those that meant to awesome. be. Girl is bad. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I had God with me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> at some point, you know, you get to a certain age and you're like, can I really study again? Mm -hmm. and yeah. An examination. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, um, it took me back a little bit. I mean, I, I also have been a stockbroker. So I remember it took me all the way back to when I was studying for that. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? But mm -hmm. I love every second of it, um, every, every second of doing it. And it was quite an experience. And so I'm glad I did. And now she's moving on to the next section. <laughs> certified song. Yeah, so I'll do that probably next year. And, you know, we'll continue to, because you can't just go into business and just stop doing things. Mm -hmm. You have to continue to grow yourself as well, professionally. So Kimberly, she's also, you know, signed up to take some classes at the uh, University of California. So, I can't wait. I'm so excited about yeah. these classes. Mm -hmm. This class is the wine certificate at the most prestigious wine college in the freaking world. Okay, <laughs> UC Davis is right yes i mean if you get a wine certificate make wine maker certificate from there you know what you're doing so i'm in my first class uh this spring yeah nice. so, that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're really moving right along you know we're just going to keep it moving so um it takes a village to make a bottle of wine Yes. yes. And and you had mentioned um, Old Westminster, but what other uh, resources were you able to tap into to, to help you fulfill this dream? So Kevin Addicts is like our number that's one that's father. That's our godfather. Godfather of wine. I like that. He's a godfather of wine. I was talking to him today about something, but um, he... And the Maryland Wine Association is a tremendous part of our growth and who we are and how we got to where we needed to be. And like I said, persistent and consistency is what got us to where we are. Also, I mean, you know, we really, we really do. We've had a number of people um, supporting us. We could not have done it without them. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. And so going back to the question about um, starting your own business or people who are interested, one of the first things they should do is get involved with the Maryland Wineries Association because they have a, they have a class. They have a, we went to, that's the first thing we did. We went to a, we went to a class, the second thing we did, we went to a class that Kevin um, uh, was teaching about what is required to have your own winery. So that's mm -hmm. People have to, to dig into these resources. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, you, I don't know how you could do it without having this type of support. So the Maryland Wineries Association 
who are great supporters of ours, and also, you know, the Wine Collective, um, they're definitely great supporters of ours. I mean, we have many people, we have many people who have supported us, and we are grateful. So tell us about the Wine Collective, because, you know, I know when people hear this, and, and this has probably already happened to you, they're like, well, how can I find them? Where can I, can I go visit them, or what have you? So how do people get access to you, and in do you do in-person tastings or how do you, how does it work? So the Wine Collective is an entity within Baltimore City. Um, they assist other wine makers, wineries, vineyards in making wine. So basically mm-hmm. co-op where we use the same, okay. we use the same equipment. Um, there's a consultant that helps us with getting the wine that we want and making the wine that's the best quality ever. Um, So the Wine Collective is that. Uh, But due to licensing, we don't sell our wine there. We do have times that we can do pop-up events at Mm -hmm. the Wine Collective, but there you can't just go to the Wine Collective and um, purchase our wine. Okay. So you are, so, so you're, based out of the wine collective, but you do, you do pop-ups other places in person for people to, if they wanted to purchase wine from you in person. And if not purchase wine from us, they can absolutely go to our website and purchase wine. But also we just secured a relationship with Off the Rocks, um, Hmm. the wine bar, wine store, I'm sorry, wine and beer store, and they will have our wine exclusively. Off the Rocks, and where is that located? Located in Baltimore City. Baltimore, okay. Congratulations. That's great. Yes, you should check them out. What part of Baltimore are they in? In the city. So they're in uh, Canton. No, it's actually near Canton. Near Canton, okay. Okay. Fells Point, Canton. Mm -hmm. Canton is probably the best way to describe the area. Very cool. Yes, yes. Nice. So we all have your wine. Well, we all, me and Leslie got your wine, right? <laughs> okay, we got your wine. And I guess we should not leave you out of that, that circle of support. No doubt. We appreciate that you would have us on, that you would purchase and promote us and just, you know, support us in any way that you can. So we're, we're grateful for that. Yes, thank, thank you. you. No problem. So tell us what do we have in our glass? Because uh, mm-hmm. thank goodness mm-hmm. is not doing. She's not doing that. pictures today. Oh, <laughs> I've already done my pictures. Oh, you mean of us? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let me introduce you to Rain. And Rain is our inaugural vintage, and she is very enticing. Um, she's a very vibrant red color. Um, she boasts of aromas and flavors of cherry and strawberry. Got a little bit of raspberry and hints of lemon zest in it. It's very smooth. I love her. She's very smooth and very balanced and, uh, and very um, versatile. So you can pretty much have this with any meal that you like. Uh, we call this our, our fall rosé. Very nice. And you can, um, Kim, you can get wine nerdy on us. Um, tell us how it's made. What it's made of. Thank you for thank you for the wine nerd introduction mm-hmm. because you have to stop me. So, so this is made by the Chamberson grape. Chamberson is a grape native. Um, it's a hybrid grape. It actually but grows very well in the East Coast, which has that climate of four seasons. Um, it's fermented in stainless steel. So with that stainless steel, we of course we have no oak, but the Chamberson grape skin is very dark. So it makes a really good red wine and it makes an even darker red ro- uh, rosé, basically. It makes even darker rosé. So that's why the color and the, uh, that's on the, uh, that you see is very, very raspberry-ish. Yeah, so, yeah it's very bright, yeah. yeah so it's very vibrant, mm-hmm. it's very vibrant yes. <laughs> so when I talk about the Chamberson grape, some people say um, they don't know, they don't recognize it. But it's basically a hybrid that um, that works very well here on the East Coast. What's and, the um, what's the residual sugar? Zero. 
Hmm. But it's very fruity and fruit forward. So it does feel like that it has some residual sugar, but there's mm-hmm. a zero. zero okay. Yeah, I was telling the girls earlier that um, I made salmon today and it, it paired really nicely with salmon and some Brussels sprouts. It was, it's very nice. It's a nice pairing wine, but I can also see just sipping it outside on the porch or something. It's very, um, it tastes as bright as it looks, if that makes sense. Um, and I actually, and I'm actually not a fan of the Chambers and Grape, but this is really, this is really lovely. Thank yes. you. Thank, Thank you. you. That's why I try to explain a lot about the Chamberson grape because some people, it has a bad rap sometimes. It Because there's some bad ones out there. There's some real bad ones. <laughs> so, I know. I have tasted some bad ones uh, from Chamberson. But yes, and these grapes were grown on, I believe, the east, uh, eastern shore. Nice. We yeah, it doesn't, I mean, Chamberson is such, as you said, like the grape is inky black yes Mm -hmm. so it doesn't need a whole lot of contact with the skins to get the pigment and the flavor from it and i think um some places that try to make a chamberson rosé they leave it it's it's too much contact with the skins and Mm -hmm. so you get that strong anise flavor and you don't get the the fruitiness Mm -hmm. from um the fruit that you do in this in this particular rosé. And actually, ladies, what grape did you think it was? I thought it was Chamberson. Ah, well, it's well, I I'm biased because as soon as as soon as she tasted it, she was just like, "Oh, girl, this is Chamberson." I was like, "For real?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I know how Sarita feels about Chamberson, so I was like. This tastes like Chamberson. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, not in a bad way. I'm just like, it yeah. tastes like Chamberson. And it's yeah. not on the bottle. It, it wasn't on the right. bottle. So right. I, was, I was guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> talk, about, talk about humble beginnings. Because Chamberson grows so well, it grows like weeds, believe it or uh, not. Okay. It grows so well. In our first year, we actually estimated to get, um, I believe, six tons of grapes. Um, but mm-hmm. life did not give us six tons of grapes of Maryland grapes. It gave us only a ton or two. Mm-hmm. So with that, we made lemonade into um, from lemons. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> was the harvest in 2018? Nope, harvest in 2019, 2019 from a little old teeny little winery like us that nobody knows they have not heard about us mm-hmm. and, and starting in january what i do is i go to different vineyards i talk to different people i try to get our name out there and i try to get it the best grapes possible from maryland now i've been offered we've been offered to use other grapes from virginia from new jersey but we're maryland girls we're actually baltimore city girls hmm. So it was no way in the world. We don't use uh, fake Louis Vuitton, so we don't use fake grapes. So, (laughs) Leslie, (laughs) we we went with what we got, and God gave us Chamberson Girl, and we made a great rosé out of Chamberson. Also, what we were able to get that year was a 2018 Cabernet Franc from the Eastern Shore. And honey, that's in barrel right now. And Mm. it is delicious. We get to taste it ever so often during the age of process. In February, it will be bottled along with our 2020 vintage. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was wondering, the reason why I asked if it was in 2018. Bad year. It was a really bad year. The bad year. It was a, yeah, it was, it was a, that all that rain that year. Yeah that a lot of people had to drop fruit. So that's why I was wondering, yeah. it didn't yield as much. So when you said in January, you went to um, wineries to introduce yourself, is that what you had to do? Is that what you're planning to do from this point on? Or are you going to buy land and grow your own grapes at some point? Well, until we're able to buy land, um, we are gonna continue to use other farmers, uh, but they all will be in Maryland. But until we're able to buy land and have our own estate grapes, like uh, like some, some other vineyards, um, we'll 
we will just make wines from other vineyards. And, and may I ask, like, how does that work? Do you, do you like, is there like a rental contract with the vines or do you just buy grapes when they're ready or do, do you buy the juice? No, we started the very beginning before the vine, when the vines are dormant in, in January. And I say, this is what the wines that I want to make next year. We'll have a Viognier and we'll have some nice. Cabernet Franc bottled. We'll have Malbec that's gone into barrel. So we own French oak barrels with our philosophy name on it. And what we do is we put our red in those French oak barrels. They're brand new. And that makes a really delicious red. But of course, it has to take about 18 months. Going back to the grapes, yes, we start that off at the very beginning. We buy grapes. We don't buy juice. We don't buy concentrate. We don't buy anything that's bottled before. We are high quality um, product. And we buy things that, um, that are grapes that we can make into a delicious and uh, wonderful wine. That's wonderful. That's awesome. That is. Um, Sarita was sharing with me, uh, Sarita and I often exchange uh, <laughs> TV show notes. And so she was sharing with me this one show recently where these people had, um, they were winemakers and, um, but somebody else was making their wine. So I started watching the show. It's called I Quit, y'all. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's called I Quit. It's on this Discovery Channel. Okay. And, um, and the, the, the people who are making the wine, I was surprised that, um, they had never visited the place where they were making the wine. So they, they flew out to visit the winemaker for the first time. And they were just like, oh, so this is where you make the wine. So basically, uh, they were just putting the, they were just putting their label on it they were just like a brand right and that's and people don't realize how common that is with people like people behind the brand don't even touch or even see the wine before it's bottled oh my gosh denise will tell you i'm so oh lord <laughs> she just said, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so dramatic when it comes to the uh the making of our wine that it gets to be like she has to like calm me down because I want to make something that's authentic that I'm going to put my name on. And once I put Kimberly Johnson's name on it, philosophy's name on it, it means it stands right next to me. So uh, it's quality that's worth it. We walk through the vines. We pick, we, I mean, I eat, she doesn't eat, eat. <laughs> but I pick, I eat, I talk to the farmers all year long. So if you're not involved like that, you're not making quality wine. Mm. Tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie asked me about people were asking her, how can I be a own a winery? It is not an overnight success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely not. And we've said on this show, we do not want to be winemakers. We don't. Mm -mm. No, we know too much. No, way too much. No, thank you. So kudos to you. This is fantastic. So how have you guys been received? Like, is the word out there or, or um, are you still spreading the word? What has been the initial reaction? Oh man, when we first decided to release it and we did our pre-release, we were overwhelmed with people putting in free orders. Um, I mean, flooded flooded with pre-orders. We really haven't done a whole lot ourselves in promoting it, but um, we did it a couple times and that was it. It it really blew up. So we're we're quite overwhelmed. We were overwhelmed with that and quite surprised and, and quite overjoyed about it. I mean, well, you guys, are you the first female winemakers, Black female winemakers in Maryland? Say it again. Okay, are you... Are you the first black female winemakers in Maryland? Yes, darling. Well, that that's that's why that that is a huge deal. 
Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Um, that in itself. I mean, that was that was one of the things we definitely. It, oh, absolutely, was verified. It, not just in Maryland. We're one of maybe two on the East Coast. Even. Yeah, it's not many. Yeah, I mean, you probably you can count if there if there are three. That's a lot. Yeah, on the East Coast. So I mean, you know, in all seriousness, that we are blessed to be able to do that to yeah. be you know trailblazers in this area and to uh, be in a position to let other women know that they can do this too. Yes, is it a lot of work? It is a lot of work. Anything you want badly, you're gonna put work into. Um, so, but it can be done because we've done it and we want to encourage other women to do it. You know, a part of our, a part of our business is also encouraging and allowing you know, women to participate with philosophy. So each year we're gonna have one or two women who join us from buying to bottle so that they learn the entire process and are able to um, do whatever they want to do with that, but they'll have that information because we want to make sure that other people are getting it. We're not, we're not we're trying to keep it to ourselves. We're the mm-hmm. first, but we don't want to be the only. We don't want to be the last. We want to, mm-hmm. we are already the first, okay, but we want other people to follow us. So we want to put things in place to make sure that happens. Excellent. I'm the podcast producer. I gotta say, right. she, she is our producer. Without <laughs> look, without Sarita, there would be no Swirl Sweep. So let's be very clear oh, about that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what should we look out for next? Of course, you're going to release more wine. Do we see a tasting room in the future? Oh, a tasting room like you've never seen before, darling. All get- right. I am super excited. Remember, this, this is my area. This is my part. This is where I come into service. And um, so we're going we'll, we're gonna to be looking for spaces. We're going to do a lot of off-site events. And they're going to be in different um, venues, um, but in t- uh, until we actually get our own tasting room, which we'll, we'll hope to have that maybe even next year. Maybe even next year. I think I'm going to press a little forward and make sure that happens next year. I think I'm going to do a tasting room next year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's what's to come. And, you know, in a couple of years, we'll have, we're looking for land. We'll be looking until we find the spot that is right for us. And then we'll plant some vines and we'll, of course, we'll have, a, you know, our own vineyard and tasting room on site. What kind of offsite events are you going to participate in? Are you going to go like, like farmer's markets and things of that nature? I don't believe we'll be at farmer's markets, but, uh, you know, as you know, we were at the field market that Old Westminster has, and we love that. And yet again, Old Westminster, no one else can come to Old Westminster and sell their wine, but yet they allow us to do it. So that just shows you just how how awesome they are in supporting every effort, our efforts, and and we greatly appreciate that. Um, So we may do uh, some other field markets, probably smaller things, not necessarily big. um, We don't have much of those to sell. Okay. Right. And we like keeping it a little bit more intimate um, settings. We like that, which is also separate us that will be different about us rather uh, than other, other wineries. Okay. We present. Nice. Um, I have one last question, unless Leslie has um, something else. Mm-mm. Okay. What advice would you give to, I don't know, aspiring winemakers or just like any woman trying to get into this industry? Any advice? I would just go back to you saying about the have passion, have consistency and have research. Research. research that's a good point mm-hmm. you got to do your research you got to do your research and connect with resources people who are already in the industry people have done it we're right here we're here so you know people like us that are going to be here to help um guide them through it exactly. that's what's important because one thing about the connections i've made through my years of working in the maryland wine industry um it's it's, it's all about who you know. It's all about who can help you and um, who you can help. That's the position that we're in right now. It's right. that who we can, whom we can help. But it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's a labor of love. And it is, again, not an overnight success. It is not. We've enjoyed every minute of it. But just like Kimberly said, I mean, she started dreaming about this. She dream, She had a dream for seven years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and the reason why she had a dream for seven years, well, timing is everything. Yes. That's one thing. God's timing is everything. But, um, but you know, there. she also didn't have no anybody to follow. Like, there was no one that looked like her, let me say that, mm-hmm. to follow. 
So she had re she did have resources around her, but they weren't used. But you know, when the time was right, it was it was the right time to do it. But, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So those resources are are key. Got it. Excellent. Excellent, ladies. That's great. Yeah, that's wonderful. All right. So this portion of our show, we ask you rapid and well, you know what? They're random questions. And um, you know, the bulk of them uh, relate to Baltimore. So okay. <laughs> all right. So crabs or crab cakes? Crab cakes. I would say crabs. Crabs for me. Leslie. <laughs> crabs. Crabs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, y'all like to work. I, I guess I'm the one who don't like to work. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the blue crabs. It's not Alaska. It's not crab. any crab, right? Right, right. And we'll see the thing is, um, yes, I do think crab cakes are lazy. Also, <laughs> also, not many places make good crab cakes. So well, I never true. order them because I'm always disappointed. So I would much rather have crabs and okay. so you yeah, have to go to the same, you have to find one that makes great crab cakes. You right? Anywhere else, just go there. Yeah, yeah. But you right. Yeah. There is fun in picking crabs, though. But. Yeah, I I feel like you get like I have to really like you to eat crabs with you. Ooh, oh, that I do. I mean, yeah. you got to think about it, y'all. It takes a long time to pick crabs. Yeah. You sitting in front in front of somebody for a long time. That is true. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't go out with strangers to pick or somebody. That's not a first date type. Like thing. I was about to say, that would be a terrible mm -hmm. first date. Yeah, you stuck with them eating crabs. The life coach in me would love that as a first type of communication because okay, I can see. While we're doing something we love, we can be yeah. in a conversation to get to know each other. But yeah. <laughs> also, I'm a person that needs to do things with my hands, so I doodle a lot. You know, I like crossword mm -hmm. puzzles and I, yeah. So anyway, crabs work for me. Um, so <clears throat> where do you get your chicken box? Boy, I have not had a chicken box since 1970. <laughs> <laughs> That's when she was born. <laughs> but if I had to get a chicken box now, I would go to Penn and North. Yep. Up here in Baltimore City because they have the most, best, the dirtiest place with the best chicken box. Sure. Well, I went to Morgan State. So, um, okay, okay. yeah. So yeah, we got our chicken, we got our chicken boxes from Sunny's. Again, oh, yeah. yeah, not the cleanest yeah. place, but you know, you get what you need. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna go, <laughs> go there with you. Yes, honey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leslie, do you get chicken boxes from Baltimore? I do not. Okay, that's okay. I do. I do not. I do have to say though, um, I'm having this. Um, I, I, um, I am a recovering. Royal Farms type oh, of person. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am. I am like. I, I'm not going in. I'm, I don't you know can't what, go in. No, I'm not going chicken. in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. And then they make they make this um pulled chicken sandwich. Have you had that? Uh uh. Yeah. So what they do is they take the fried chicken and they pull it off the bone. Mm -hmm. Wait, I got one question. Do they leave some of the crispy skin on it? Almost definitely, yes. You are lying to me. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> yes, girl. And put it in between two pieces of bread. Now, before they were using like, um, what is that? Potato bread. But now they started using like uh, Texas toast. Too much bread for me. Okay. And and so, but they pull the pulled chicken, and you can choose dark meat or white meat. So it's not just white meat; mm, you can you choose either or. Me. And they pile it on, and then whatever sauce you want on top. Well, that's it. I'm going tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah. Dang, yeah. I did not know they did that. Yes, they do. Whew, child. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Do you have a natural remedy for fighting colds? Denise is a naturalist. Um, so. Well, you know, we do a lot of um, preventative stuff in our house. I rarely have a cold. I rarely mm. have a cold. 
Okay. We take a lot, you know, we take a lot of supplements. We don't, you know, we try to eat right, but we, you know, we have some bad days where we slip and eat some things that I mm-hmm. but for the most part, we, we take a lot of supplements. So not that often they're cold. For the kids, I do vitamin C. I mean, vitamin C for my children and for myself. Um, but other than that, I really don't have cold, don't get colds either. Mm. Um, I would say zinc, mm-hmm. taking the zinc tablets. And then also I drink a lot of uh, tonic water and mm. oh. um, I forget what it is that makes the tonic water, but that is a good remedy to help prevent colds, especially um, respiratory. Hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, mine is pretty much like ginger and a lot of ginger and um, a lot yeah. of elderberry. Mm-hmm. So I have the chewable ones and I have the elderberry tea, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Good things. Yeah. 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 All right. Next question. Baltimore club or go-go? Baltimore club with an every now and then go-go. Like I like okay. go-go on occasion, like, <laughs> but not <laughs> consistent, consistently. So Baltimore club with a little go-go every now and then. Okay. I haven't been to a club since 1977. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the music, Kim. <laughs> right, like if it was playing on the radio, which one would you turn to? Baltimore Club, because the from Go Go, I'm just like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. But yeah, Baltimore Club. Leslie, it is Go Go without a doubt. Oh, she is. Without a doubt. And I was telling Rita, I was like, I'm too old to go to a go-go. But if I could slip in, I would definitely go. I would I would definitely do it. Okay. Well, I, I mean, was for a little bit different because I'm getting ready to have my 55th birthday on December 1st. Nice. And I would love to go to a Baltimore club and do some go-go love it (laughs) have a virtual party exactly (laughs) yes yeah it uh i'm a dc native it's gonna go all day all i need to do is hear it it's a it's a movement it's a feeling it is yeah um uh wait so what are you gonna do for your birthday so i don't i want to do a lot of things but that's Mm -hmm. always um, Kimberly will tell you that birthday, I, I only get excited about my birthday. Like everything else is fine. Every other holiday, okay. But my birthday, each and every one of them, mm-hmm. I get super excited about each and every one of them. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm actually planning right now uh, about wh- what I'm going to do. I, I better make a decision soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I was originally going to Napa, but oh. since. Um, but my mom is a little ill, so I don't really want to leave town. Okay. Uh, but I was going to go to you. Napa and visit my cousin who lives there. And of course, go to the vineyards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And Leslie's birthday is coming up also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And everything I've thought about, then I was like, now, COVID, now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm still indecisive. I mean, even Undecided. if you do, even if you do decide something like, are, are you going to choose your top five, your top 10 friends like because everybody can't come well see that's the other thing too that's the other thing i saw yeah. somebody recently i know who had a birthday and they did it at a restaurant mm-hmm. and i was sitting there i was like counting the people around the table i was like oh that's too much <laughs> and it didn't it didn't look like it was ventilated i was you know i was having uh, yeah I yeah yeah mm-hmm yeah, with with mine because uh, I just turned forty, y'all. So with oh, mine, <laughs> all of my separate, all of my celebrations were separate. So um, I ate crabs with six people um, like on the water. Okay, that was one day. The next day there was a drive by. So my family um, and my husband they did plan a drive by. It was just super cute, um, and then. What did I do after that? Oh, and then I went on a boat with, it was four of us total. 
So it was a, a private charter with four of us. Um, and it was a black lady uh, captain, which is awesome. Ooh. Yeah, I would suggest that, but she's done for the season. Yeah, she's I done for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and she doesn't start back up until March, but I'll send y'all her information because she was fantastic. She got us fresh seafood and everything. Yeah, she was bomb. Um, then uh, that weekend, I went to a beach house in Virginia Beach and it was cold. So nobody was on the beach. Nobody was there, but we got an Airbnb and it was four of us. So everything and they, they were all different groups. So everything was separate, you know, so it was fine. But yeah. you got to get creative, I guess. Yeah. You say? yeah, that's exactly what I'm struggling with. Like, who do I invite, not invite? But I like that idea of having. Yeah, I do. Too. Separate little thing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea all right next question who is your favorite character on the wire Kimberly doesn't know anyone on the wire I'm sorry. you are lying to me what, what are we what? doing or what are we I doing i have never watched the wire before. i wish i was lying. Oh. i've seen them videotaping around here back in the day but I why watch i just have never had any interest in it Kim, it's in your city you. I'm not gonna see Baltimore. I can walk out my door and see Baltimore. <laughs> Girl, you don't care about how TV predicts your city, like shows your city. Well, I know that they're gonna show it all incorrectly, but I don't know. I have to say, the wire was pretty accurate. Like, that, you, I'm sorry, it was accurate. You can say, <laughs> "Oh, that's something." So you just it was, it was partially accurate. I know some of the people. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Happen to know some of the people, so it was. It was. It was pretty. It was partially accurate. Yes. Okay. Um, but I thought it was. I, I enjoyed it. And yes, Idris. Yes. You know it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And yes. That's yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> Um. You know it. First of all, The Wire is one of my favorite shows. I just yeah. finished rewatching the entire series. It's one of the best. It's one of the best stories, the best acting I've I've ever seen on TV. And I watch a lot of things. Wow. Um, so, um, which but my, season was your favorite? Which one was your favorite? Girl, season? it it changes every time I watch it. Mm -hmm. But it's actually nobody shoot me, but it's actually season three. Is that with the kids? Um, no, season four is with the kids. When the port people came? Yeah, yeah. The port, yeah. Really? That's when, think to me, that was the shift. That's when Stringer Bell started to lose it. That's when he was making a bunch of us. Listen, we can mm -hmm. do this all day. But uh, <laughs> season three is my favorite um, after watching it. This might have been my third time rewatching it. And now that we're, it's winter, I'll probably watch it again. But, but my favorite character yeah. is Bubbles. Oh, come on, son. He said he saved so many asses. Yes, he did. I he mean, did. yeah. Anyway, let's see who's your favorite, favorite character. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I don't have just one. I I like Snoop. Yeah, I like Snoop. I like um. Oh, what's the black detective? See, I haven't seen it in a while. Which one? Which one? The it's one that few. played on the one who played on Tremaine. Oh, Tremaine. Bunk. Yeah, I like yeah. Bunk. Oh, he yeah. is crazy as I yeah. know. I, I I love him. Um, I love. Oh, I don't know what that is. I love the four little boys in the um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they just they just tore my heart apart. Yeah. They just tore my heart apart. Yeah. Um and there's somebody else uh but I can't remember. But yeah, those those are those are yeah. and Idris, right? Like that's just like Yeah, that's right, right. It goes without saying. <laughs> yeah. Goes without saying. And I do like Snoop too, because Snoop was now that was real, real, real. Real, real, real. Like, they got a lot of Baltimore locals. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was so natural for yeah. her. I'm like, that is really her. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yep. Kim, are you gonna watch the wire? <laughs> no, not not interested. <laughs> but wait, I have another question, Kim, because we're gonna figure this out. I'm trying to figure out why you didn't watch it. Um, do you don't you don't watch much TV? I don't actually. Okay, well, that explains it. That explains it. <laughs> I don't even right. have cable at the house. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So this last question is just for y'all. Okay. okay. Your next wine is about to release. You both take a deep breath and you're staring at a hundred or so cases that you have to shell, sell. Um, what do you pour and what song do you play? So I can speak for both of us because we'll probably be there doing the same thing. Um, we would pour whatever we're about to sell so we could get pumped about it. We're going to get pumped on Beyonce, Girls Run the World. I love it. We are all, we're all girls, all women, winery, and we do run the world. Yeah, I also like um, uh, Girl on Fire for that. Oh, nice. Mm, mm-hmm. Very nice. Do we have to listen to one song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, so this will definitely be women empowered, yes. a women empowered song. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, guys, this was so fun. Oh, oh, yes, it was. Can we come back yeah. again? Would you say? Yes. Can we come back again? Of course. Of course. When you release your next wine, we'll have it and we'll do this all over again. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, this was so fun. Um, yeah. yeah, sure. Um, before we go, tell everybody where they can follow you. They can follow us at our on our website at uh, philosophywinery.com. They can also follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at Philosophy Winery. Uh, if you're interested in ordering wine, they can definitely order through our website and they can also order from our new uh, partnership retailer, Off the Rocks. That's, that's it. R-O-X. Do you um, know the next pop-up that's gonna happen? Uh, you know, we're working on that right now. So okay. We'll let you know. Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's that people sign up for our newsletter so that they can stay informed with what we're doing. Um, that's probably the best way to know what's happening with us or, and following us on, on social media. Yeah. Gotcha. Leslie, you got any news for us? Vino 301 News? Yeah. I do. I do have news. It's not, I mean, it's not great news. So, you know, we stopped our tours. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that last time. We stopped tours. It doesn't mean that we stopped tours forever, ever, ever, but we stopped until 2021. And so we are doing um, all virtual wine tastings now. And um, and we've created uh, virtual wine tasting gift certificates. So if you want to do like a party of four or what have you, and you want to give somebody that gift, we are doing that. And then uh, next month, we'll have a big announcement about our newest adventure. Awesome. All right. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Thank you guys for being on the show. This was so fun. Yes, thank you so much. All right. All right. Y'all stay safe. You You too. too. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, World Sweet, everybody. That is our show. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and share our show with your followers. Leave a comment on iTunes. Hit us up on Instagram. Send us an email. We're all open. Stay safe. Cheers.